This is Theoretical Blonde, and you're listening to KU Radio. From the University of Utah, you're listening to Loco for Locals, a KU radio production where we talk with local musicians, emerging artists, and underground visionaries about new music, upcoming shows, and getting to know the people behind the local music scene right here in Salt Lake City. I'm your co-host, Connor. And I'm Rennie. And we're back with another episode of Loco for Locals. Today we are joined by the bluegrass sensation, Theoretical Blonde. Thank you guys for being here. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming into the studio. Um, we like to start off with introductions, you know, your name, what you play in the band. Um, so if you want to go ahead and do that. Uh, my name's Peter. I play mandolin and I sing. My name's Ford. I play guitar and I sing. My name's Daniel and I play piano and I'm starting to sing. My name is Grayson. I play fiddle, banjo, and sing as well. My name is Patrick. I also play violin sometimes too. They also sing. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick really plays the bass, which he completely I, forgot to I, say. Yeah, I'm actually the bass player. <laughs> and he also has the voice of an angel. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> so what is Theoretical Blonde? Uh, it's, a, it's a concept. It's not a descriptor. That's all, that's all I have to say on that. Can anyone else elaborate, or is it kind of confidential? No, it's, that's literally it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very theoretical. It is. So people remember the name, hopefully, or remember some of the consonants in the name. <laughs> Hypothetical brunette, yeah. at least. Yeah. We're theoretically a bluegrass band. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Has anyone like horribly gotten your name wrong, like? Honestly, no. Not really. No. Thankfully, I everyone's think kind of always. My, my mom called us technical. For the most part, it's stuck, I feel like, though. Yeah. I like to sometimes chime in and go, it's theatrical blonde. That would also be an accurate name. Theatrical? What type of theatrics are you guys doing on stage? Honestly, the same thing that you're seeing here that you guys have been witnessing for the last 15 minutes. (laughs) A lot of of hair flipping for the folks that have long hair. Sometimes Ford and I will play the same guitar. Yeah. Um, at the same time? At the same, same time, time. He'll take the neck, I'll take the strumming. Only on select songs. We're not that good at it yet, though. We're getting there, though. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you're a fan of hats. I can see that. We are tonight. Yeah. We are tonight. Fan of hats. All right. Podcasts aren't a visual medium, but... Uh, but smells. Um, three out of five of them. Three out of five of them are wearing hats for the listeners at home. It's the majority. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your music and maybe what's released or what it's about? Yeah, we have at the moment one song out called "Miles from Home," and that was kind of the not the first song we wrote together, but the first one that kind of we were like, yeah, like we know where this is going and like we have an idea of this, and it was kind of get us into the studio. This is our most bluegrass song at the moment that we've written and kind of like this gives people a good idea of our sound. So that's out on Spotify. It's been out since like October. Um, and then we've been in Patrick's bedroom, which we'll this hear after. AKA the, the studio. Yeah, it is our studio. Um, but it's really Patrick's bedroom. But we've been recording some new stuff and writing some new stuff always. So yeah, we've got stuff coming soon. And we're trying to, I don't know, we're trying to get a little weird in the bluegrass space. There's a lot of people that want bluegrass to be like traditional and like straight banjo, guitar, mandolin, bass, like just the normal instruments. And I think we take pride in the fact that we're kind of a little outside of that. And that we, can, we have Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> we have a keyboard is kind of like the main thing. And that we can 
we can play the really straight bluegrass stuff, but that musically we're trying to do a lot of weirder stuff than that as well. Okay, so that's the theoretical aspect. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Theoretically, yeah, we're, we're kinda, a bluegrass band. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, so, what is your production process of when you're making these in Patrick's bedroom? Well, so I've been running a studio in my bedroom for like a while now, probably like ten years. So I know enough to like get me hurt, I would say, in the mixing and recording <laughs> process. Um, but we are actually doing like mainly instrument by instrument in the bedroom because it's not really big enough to like record everything at one time. Uh, I think there's like pros and cons to that certainly, but the I think the hardest thing is just getting everyone in the same place and like focusing to do it because it's like in a studio you gotta get scammed. No offense to studio owners, but like. You go and pay a lot of money, and you like aren't happy with the mix or whatever. We have like a lot of time to like tinker with the mixes and uh, like really get everyone's feedback, for better or for worse. I think at the end of the day, sometimes we just want to like get it out there. But I'd say we have like a huge leg up at being able to do it by ourselves because gotcha. there's just so much more flexibility we have. Yeah. Nice. Um, did you? Yeah, I mean that uh, that song you guys have out sounds very polished. Um, is a uh, does any one of you have like production experience uh, before theoretical blonde? I've been writing and recording music for like a while, uh, PM all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, shout out. I would say that I think <clears throat> there's a bunch of great places to learn, but the best way to learn is just to like listen. And I think there's like a lot of you know if you think of the IQ spectrum, right? Like the bell curve. I think there's like, uh, people fall into the middle curve too often trying to like engineer audio. But at the end of the day, like what sounds good is good. And I think that's like an ethos that we've kind of embraced. That's very based, I'm, Patrick. I'm sorry, the IQ curve? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Patrick will talk your ear off about bell curves, so. <laughs> I, I'm not a stat emphasis at all, but I do think there's some relevancy in there. IQ curve for making analogies in life. Okay. Well, you said you had like a similar mixer to what we have here. So for our live sound, we've we've got like a few different rigs, but we used to have that one for live basically, and now we've we've upgraded to a, a Yamaha. But yeah, I think for the uh, in the house stuff, I we use the Apollo like suite. Spent all our money on plugins that I probably will. Patrick spent all of his money on plugins. But I can't remember how to use. So it's really a great use of time and money. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> Which plugin was the most worth it? Which one do you actually use? The Manly Box. Manly Box Box. Box. Dude, yeah. Also, what's the one that does the random generate? Like it yeah. randomly generates I like did, a bunch of intervals? I did buy this like instrument pack that does a sound that you can just hit a note in the keyboard and it'll randomly play like a chord or like. This like with this certain timber like they'll give you all these like FX sort of stuff and it's like it's pretty cool but the Manly Vox box is a great it's for vocals we use it a lot for guitars but I learned that I actually pay monthly for a subscription for like U Audio stuff and that's where I spend five hundred dollars on this digital piece of equipment I don't even like it's not physical I learned that I already had paid for it in the subscription. So basically, <laughs> I am obligated to say that is the best one that we use. It's probably not. I mean, the LA2 are uh, the best compressors in the business, certainly. But 
yeah, I scare myself. Yeah. It's a common theme with this band. Mm. You live and you learn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so how did you theoretically come up with the name okay. of the band? Uh, so we... None so, of you are blonde. No, that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the funny part. It's part of the appeal. So Peter and I met at uh, this bluegrass jam at Gracie's downtown, and then we also met Grayson there, um, and then we got at, and then we forced Patrick to come along because um, Patrick didn't play any bluegrass before. I didn't, before a single bluegrass. Song. We kind of forced him to play, but basically we we were had been going to this jam, and we'd forced Patrick to go like once or twice, I think, at that point. And then we got asked to like play like a set basically at the same bar, and we did it and we played it and it went well. And then uh, I so I had this list on my phone of uh, dumb band names. Like any time I think of two words that sound remotely stupid together, I put I put them together and I write it down on this list. And after we got off stage, we're like, I was like, oh, we could just go through this list and every time we play a show, just use a different name on this list. And I start going down the list, and hit, we hit Theoretical Blonde, because that was on the list from like nine months before, and then it just kind of stuck. But I, so. I do believe there is a solo act, or a, a, a double act between Ford and Peter. I think they're called themselves Manfuck. This, yeah. is, this is true, yeah, yeah. We do a duo We do a duo thing. Um. <laughs> yeah, this, this idea came out of like, Essentially, the saying of like "fuck, man," and then the other go, one "man, going, fuck," man, the fuck. inverse of it. <laughs> and, and so, so together we are man, fuck. Yeah. Anytime we play a show, just the two of us, which thankfully is not very <laughs> it's often. Not that often. Usually, it's the five of us. We're secretively <laughs> billed as man, fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have we have stickers. We we, don't. we, well, we have a label maker. We have a label maker that made some stickers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how does the man fuck stuff differ from the theoretical blonde stuff? It's exactly the same, it's, just less instruments. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's more like stripped down. <laughs> yeah, stripped down is the right. Yeah. <laughs> we so get pretty. We get pretty intimate um, yeah. with our instruments. Wait, man Not fuck or theoretical blonde? Oh, both, both, but oh, but yeah. but specifically yeah. man fuck. I mean, yeah. gosh, what a bad. What happens when you strip down theoretical blonde? You get man fucked. Yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what are the other three of you called when if, when you guys are, are not there? They're fuck man. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like yin and yang. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we did put your, your song on one of our playlists. Awesome. Uh, one of our Thank staff you. mixes. Go, yeah. Feel free to check that out. Thank you. Um, no problem. Um, Whose mix was it? It's mine. Oh, it's yeah. yours. Okay. Okay. Right. You, you got the best taste. <laughs> you just yeah. had to like throw that in there. Yeah, yeah I put yeah. some other stuff that would go along because I didn't really have other music that was in the bluegrass on my mix, so I had to throw in some extra songs there to Perfect. level it I out. I think Sweet. with bluegrass, it's really interesting. Like, nobody really knows they like it until they come to a live show. It's very they start, mm. like dancing. It's the same like tempo as house music. I love house music. And even though maybe it's like way there, I want to do a house and bluegrass show. So if you're listening to this and you want to help put that on, I would love to do that. Because like, it's the same tempo. You go back to your roots that you didn't even know you had. I don't even know. I just, it's this weird. You go back to all those well-beaten paths on those yeah, old mountainsides. Yeah, seriously, yeah. some of these lyrics are like, wow, this is such a different time. And like, I truly think that like, I, okay, coming from somebody who didn't like bluegrass, didn't even know about it, and now I actually like it quite a bit, 
it's it's really worth it to convert to a bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. That's a soaring accolade, Patrick. I think I think what Patrick's saying <laughs> is that don't be turned off by the bluegrass title. Come see us play because I promise you'll like it and you'll dance and you'll have a blast. And even if you don't, you'll have learned new music and kind of like, listen to something new. I feel like we have a little something for everybody. Yeah. Do you have any opportunities, like upcoming events or shows, that you're doing for people to come see y'all? Quite a few. We so we we have a residency at Roja Brewing every Thursday at 8 p.m. So that's we've done that for almost a year now. Um, we started in March of last year, so that's every Thursday. So if you guys like anyone can always come see us there. It's free. You do have to be 21. That's the one downside of that. But um, we've got a lot of other shows coming up. Yeah, we're, we're playing Kilby Court on February 6th with some of our friends' bands. Um, and then on February 16th, we're playing at Quarters with another ripping band that we're good buddies with called the 1001 Band. Um, sure. And then we're playing with them again on March 16th at the Pearl on Main. As well as with Chagoya. Yeah, Chagoya's gonna be there. Um, There's a hog show in there too, right? Hog That's in March. In March. March. Yeah, Eighth, the, honestly the best place to find all this is our Instagram because I can't sadly share the Google Calendar with you all. So we also have a website, it's all in there too. I'm actually not sure with me either. We need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you're, yeah. That's, that's why, why you're late, so late yeah. <laughs> All right, well, feel free to check any of those drop shows out. Um, go ahead and check out their Instagram. It's just your name, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. just all one word. Yep, yep. At Theoretical Blonde. Um, so. For someone uh, who doesn't know anything about bluegrass, um, what are kind of, I don't know, the bands to know about? Like, what should be on your radar if you if, if you want to get into bluegrass? Grayson, yeah, Grayson is the best. Let's hear it there, bud. Um, so the interesting thing about bluegrass is that there's a ton of subgenres um, that are branching up from bluegrass. Um, um, if you need like a reference point, there's a really good video put out on YouTube by Lessons with Marcel, um, and he breaks down a whole list of uh, the timeline, what the bluegrass bands like stemmed out and like created different genres. Um, as far as bands, um, I mean like Billy Strings is smoking right now, um, but some like trad bluegrass too, like Lonesome River Band has been kind of a bop lately. Um, but yeah, bluegrass album bands, got Tony Rice, J.D. Crow, um, Jerry Douglas, and um, all the greats, um, but yeah, um, Stanley Bill Monroe, Brothers. Stanley Brothers, been really into Larry Sparks, uh, yeah. great songwriter, so yeah. Have y'all ever heard of Goose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all. We were at their show. Yeah, with the exception yeah, of Grace, and yeah. we all went and spent an evening at, with yeah, Goose yeah, up did. at Redview Garden. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Fall, yeah. Nice. I think Goose is great. I'd be happy to open for them. <laughs> Goose, if you're listening. Yeah, we're listening. <laughs> We'd open for you. Yeah. Rick Mitochondria or whatever your name is. <laughs> Rick Mitochondria? His name's like not Mitochondria, but it's close enough, so I just but call But also, that. Goose, if you're listening, you should let the bass player play louder. He's <laughs> 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 spoken like a true bass yeah. player. Yeah. Looked like he was off in the corner. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. other mixing tips for any local bands that you want to throw in? Uh, strip down the mixes as yeah. like much as you can. Like don't I do this. 
don't buy something and feel forced to use it every time because you spent money on it. <laughs> I, I do want to give, just talking about mixing for local bands, um, 1001 Band, again, a shout out. We played with them at Kilby a few weeks ago. And they have no pedal boards. They have no tuning pedals. They share one tuner on stage for all their guitars. Hey, that was us at one time. It was right. us. They tune out loud. Like, they are just, like, straight shit, and they rip. They don't have any frills with their gear. And so I'd say that. Just, like, play your simplest stuff and just play like you would play in someone's bedroom. Um because it feels organic and Transverse it's not well. yeah it's not you're stepping on a bunch of pedals and like making all these noises it doesn't feel like you're trying too hard it, they kind of just like are straight Do shooters yeah and so I'd say that just play more play your simplest stuff to add on to that I think that if your mix in whatever context will take it sounds great on like those old Apple earbuds you know the ones from like yeah. that first iPhone like, it sounds good in those you buy a $10,000 pair of speakers it's going to sound fantastic on those but if you only listen to the $10,000 speakers and you go on and mix and on the bad earbuds, you're like, wow, this sucks. Uh, there's like a lesson in there that it yeah. sounds good and bad speakers will sound great and good speakers. Yeah, all of our speakers now, like phone speakers, computer speakers, my car's really old, so my car speakers, like all of our speakers are really shitty. And so if you're in like a really good studio, you can mix things to like really nice speakers and then you go home and you listen to your phone and you're like, or your AirPods, and you're like, this sounds terrible. Like everything's lost and so again yeah don't don't get too big with it like just mix it to where everyone's gonna listen to it the way everyone's gonna listen to it simply and just have it sound good yeah good card test yeah, yeah. good yeah, card test goes a long ways. way yeah we had another band on here last week uh hurtado and they were kind of saying the opposite they're like it's all about the gear you don't have to practice you guys are you guys are beefing with that message? Yeah, well, I, I actually wait, completely. Wait, okay, so is one, I like the middle curve. It's, it's the exact same perspective. Here, that is Mike on the bell curve. So, just fly right dead in the middle. I and would also, say, I would say, like the thing with what we're doing, we're we're playing bluegrass, and to a certain degree, it is stripped down, and um, it's one of those things where, like, if it's not done, um, like, with simplicity, but also intent within the simplicity then it's going to not sound as great. Um, so like with bluegrass, it's a great launch point. Um, and that's kind of what is allowing us to branch off and do different things and feel really yeah. confident I'll, about it. I also think it yeah. depends on like what you're doing. You know, There's a lot of different genres out there. And like some stuff lend itself way better to having a ton of you know like synthetic stuff on top of whatever organic thing you're doing. And like that's awesome. But like what we're doing is, I guess, somewhere a little bit more skewed to the other side. And I would say, like, if you're doing all the gear, um, know how your gear works and, like, know why you're using it. Don't just use it because it's gear. And I think our main goal as we kind of explore new weird sounds and jams and things um, is to know that we can play it simply and straight yeah. really well. Like, we could just sit down with our instruments in, like, a living room and play it for yeah. people really well and then add on top of that. Like, once we have a song to that point, we're like, okay, we can get a little wild yeah. with it. But like know that at the base level of the song, without anything on top, like you know the song and you can play it. I think this also just goes for like, it goes for like playing music like live and in the setting, but also just practicing in general. It's like if you can sound good with nothing, then when you do add on any yeah. of those extra things like pedals or effects or you know anything, you're gonna sound that much better if you can do it already well without those things, rather than if you only practice with them. It, you know, That's it tends to not go in the other direction. Remember, we all got rained out at that show. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. And uh, we, we got, like, rained out. We had all the mics and 
all the PA system like sort of dialed, not really that dialed, but like more so than not having it. And we got rained out and we went and finished the show in a abandoned was it like a record shop? Is it old, yeah. like a rec- like a pop up record shop? Yeah. yeah, and we just played it completely acoustic, and I think the the crowd I think enjoyed it. It, it was, was really special. fun. Yeah, it was like a festival this summer, and we it was kind of the closest building to run into, and so everyone in the crowd ran in there, and we were all drenched. Also, yeah, when we say it started raining, it started down. Yeah, it was like, like classic was, Utah, five yeah. p.m. in July, like yeah. hissing rain, and we ran in there, and it was kind of like. Have our instruments, like we might as well play something because all these people are in here now. And, and it was just cloud of doom. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember Daniel was the first person to because we're like, oh, if it rains a little, it'll be fine. And then it starts pouring, and you just unplug your Daniel, yeah, like, right off, off the stage. Off. Yeah, because there's no I, cover like, on this my solo so. and then dart off. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was terrible. That was, was awesome. Uh, the city stole my nice mic stand. <laughs> if you listen to this as well, I want that back. <laughs> <laughs> That you gave and it's duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> that we still use, because yeah. apparently we can't we just buy another always. mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who stole your mic stand? The, the city. city of Salt Lake. Yeah. They've yeah. sponsored the event, and they did pay us for this event, so we are very grateful. But They did take our mic stand. Yeah, in the chaos of packing up after the rain, the city didn't really check to see if we were okay. They just grabbed a bunch of shit and took Left. off. <laughs> but it was entertaining. I mean, if the city of Salt Lake is listening... You gotta give these guys their mics. Yeah. Like, yeah, what kind we, of mic stand is it? I think it was an on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazon purchase of like the high five stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the most expensive is, one you can yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a four hundred dollar. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. you didn't yeah. pay for that subscription. I'm sure the four hundred. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's true. I still I don't want to bring that up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. When uh, <laughs> You guys are on the stage. How do you interact with the crowd? Um, we tend to have rowdy crowds already. I yeah, feel like, it's a lot of... Makes it easy. Yeah, thankfully we get a lot of crowd interaction at us, which then when we're like putting energy out musically or kind of dancing and moving around, like it's way more fun to have people you know, dancing back at us. And so I think it's just a lot, definitely a lot of like banter and jokes sometimes. It's more like, all right, we need to start playing music again. And yeah, just... You make a lot of fun faces at each other. A lot of fun faces, yeah. yeah. I also think one of the more important things, one of the, like, very underrated um, aspects that a musician can have is the ability to really care 100,000% about what they're playing. Um, I think there is... People focus way too much on getting better and hitting all the right notes and being perfect. And recently I actually played with a musician. Um, you know, he was a, he was great, he had skill, but he wasn't like, you know, I don't know. Technical. Yeah, he wasn't, you know, Mozart or anything on his instrument, but he cared so much and he just like put so much emotion into it that it makes everyone around you care more. And so there will be times where any of us solo where we will hit like one note, you know, every five seconds or something, or just something funny or something loud or something too quiet and if you can just vary that and show kind of humor or uh, sadness happiness whatever it is just by hitting notes you don't have to be you know the greatest musician in the world it's just all about like really showing that you care and that you're having fun and people love it yeah I I think that the the idea of of bluegrass, I think traditionally is very stoic, like guys in suits and cowboy hats playing the banjo and not really like 
making faces like they're kind of just there making music and pe they're not doesn't look like they're having any fun like if you it look at it looks like it's easy yeah they just kind of like like there which is pretty badass like I it's have to say, it, when it's done right it's like yeah. fuck that's cool yeah, yeah. but i think like, our idea as far as like interacting with the crowd goes is to like make it look fun to watch like look like we're, we're having, having fun because yeah. we're having a blast well it's, a, it's an energy exchange i mean like yeah. i feel like when when we're having fun and the crowd has more fun and then it's just this back and forth where like we yeah. just hype each other up and then it just gets by the end of the show just there's like this really visceral tangible energy mm -hmm. nice well you guys seem like you have good chemistry so on yeah. stage yeah, we I'm don't, sure. yeah we don't ever get that mad except for when patrick's late to every show <laughs> um, no we your sound guy we really just have severe yeah. adhd as a as a unit yeah the four to my left no, no, you, you i couldn't tell at all no 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 peter is peter is diagnosed i am not you adhd full of shit i have lyme disease not adhd <laughs> <laughs> you have lyme disease and adhd so <laughs> the four of them it's like no, herding cats no 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 you're you're not getting out of this one, Buster. Uh, I, I, I couldn't I have, tell. Uh, CSR disease. What's that? It's, uh, can't remember shit. Oh. <laughs> it comes from uh, a legend named Popcorn Sutton. If you don't know him, look him up. Pop that's actually a great. If you're looking for something to do with your evening, go on YouTube, look up Popcorn Sutton: The Last Run documentary. It is phenomenal. He's a dude, he like makes moonshine in the woods in North Carolina. <laughs> and he is exactly what you think someone who makes moonshine in the woods in North Carolina looks like and acts like. And it's like his lat, he's like, I'm getting too old, I'm retiring from bootlegging, like I'm not gonna make moonshine anymore. It's fantastic. It is like the greatest movie, so watch it. Spend like the gotcha. hour it is, watch it. Yeah. For people that listen to your music and they don't know what you look like, um, what do you think they would picture? Oh. Um, five blonde guys. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> five blonde guys. <laughs> there we go. We've only got Probably one blonde. In the <laughs> five blonde guys in overalls yeah. and dirty fingernails. But really, it's just five brunette guys in overalls with dirty fingernails. Yeah. 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 We always have varying amounts of hair. Um, it fluctuates. Grayson yeah, just yeah. got hair done. Yeah. It does fluctuate. I always have the most hair. Patrick's oh well, well, and that's nice a very, like body hairs are different. Okay. different. Was <laughs> not talking about that. Absolutely not. Also, yeah. two of us, two of us have the same haircut. Um, because yeah, our mom cuts our hair, <laughs> yeah. so she only knows one. I mean, it, I, I think it looks great, but best haircut ever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so it's, a, got, it's one their, one their style. Father also has the same haircut. Yeah, our, yeah, all three of us. So we got siblings in here then. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess we could have started with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Daniel joined the band in July, because um, we had his brother Patrick on bass. Grayson was out of town, and we were like. You know, we could do it guitar, mandolin, bass, but like it would be cool to have another instrument in there, fill out the sound a little bit, and like we want to again have to just have some fun and make weird stuff. So we're like, Daniel, like, do you want to join, or do you want to you know sit in and play these couple shows with us while Grayson's not here? He was like, Yeah, absolutely. So we rehearsed and we we're like, This is going pretty well. Right. Like, this is a really good well. sound. And then we played the three shows, and at the the day before the third one, like the day of when we were going to sound check, we were in the car with Patrick. I was in the car with Patrick and Ford, and I was like. Patrick, like he's your brother, you get first right of refusal, but he needs to be in the band. Yeah, like we yeah. can't let him leave, and so. And then we proposed to him on stage at Red Butte Garden. <laughs> and Daniel, what did he say? Well, I thought. And he said, <laughs> yeah. I like, I was trying to be funny because I don't get the mic very often, so I'm kind of like I'm not very good at talking, and so I said no, 
as like a joke, and and my my brother like, God, he was he was he got, you know, whatever the word is, got mad at me after. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so awesome. we all got down on just one get knee, right up in the mic after after <laughs> I was down on one knee, just no. <laughs> and I said and yes, like right silence. after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there was like a few chuck like pity chuckles. I feel like yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. It, it was, was a good moment. We were all dressed in white. It was a good yeah. moment. Yeah. 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 And now he's in the band. A wedding to remember. <laughs> yeah. yep. At Redview Gardens, no less. At Redview Gardens, that's true. That's beautiful to hear. Yeah, yeah happy for you guys. A lot of love in this band. Yeah. A union of theoretical blondes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We have said that if we play like Red Rocks or like a big show like that, like we have to bleach the, our hair. We have yeah, to come out yeah, blonde. Yeah. Like, yeah. But there's like a really sensitive threshold we need to reach. In terms yeah. Of, like popularity. Like yeah, yeah. Nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. We show up with blonde hair. All right. That's the deal. Ryman? Ryman. That was the original. Ryman, Ryman, blonde hair. I think people just underestimate the bluegrass storm when it hit them. I think, like, just across the world. Bluegrass is the next big thing. I would agree. To the moon. I find myself in the... I like the subgenre of psychedelic bluegrass. Like, that's where I listen to it. I think... This side of the table here definitely comes he's from referring like the to Grateful Dead world. To, he's referring to me and Peter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Peter and Ford are the two yeah. deadheads, I think, in this. Um, but and I also love just a nice banjo kick from Grayson. Oh, it's <laughs> great. Really yeah. straight. But you get both when you come to a theoretical blonde yeah. show. It's true. So come to a theoretical blonde show. Yeah. 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 love to see you. Yeah. All right. Is there any other uh, you know, advice or parting stories you want to leave our listeners with before we wrap um, up? I think... Can you tell the rocket story without incriminating yourself? <laughs> yeah, I think Pat, we should just let Patrick finish this or give us any sort of crypto advice. <laughs> okay, we're not fiduciaries. <laughs> we cannot sure give crypto is. advice All on I, the internet. Internet beans, I don't know, internet <laughs> coins, I have no idea. What that is. How about the rocket, though? I think music can transcend. <laughs> I think, you know, seriously, I think that, like, as somebody who is relatively, like, more I now want to say STEM, but like pretty engineering, like <coughs> math focused. I think people underestimate the like power of like, or like the emotional voyage that you can be carried on by a song, and like you don't really realize the value of it until like you're there, like and you need it. And I, with regards to the rocket story, with, with my, my brother Daniel, and we were like making this song, and I was like really wanting to make a Space Invaders, like or like a space album or something. It was called Space. And we like made this song, and we were like, "Wow, this is like, this is like really like spacey." And like, must be going to space. And like, I don't even kind of interested in explosives, um, <laughs> in Minecraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like, like rockets. And we decided like, "Hey, this like really looks." I mean, this this song is giving us this vibe of like, "Let's go to space," and let's, let's try it. And so it spent like two years building a rocket, and it broke the sound barrier when. Absolute displaced, uh, it absolutely displaced 14,000 feet, um, and it was really awesome. The whole thing was built from scratch, as a high schooler, and music. It's a really weird story. Requires maybe some longer context, but like from all the story, it was like music was the inspiration. And it sounds as weird as it is, but like it really was. And Daniel can confirm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the the Space Invaders album gonna be dropped? It actually like sort of. And it never really finished it because I didn't realize how much time it would actually take to build a rocket. Like, <laughs> complete scratch. 
and and like it still just lives on as this dream in my like uh, my file system on my super old computer that maybe someday if we're you know big enough we'll revisit it that'll be like our Daft Punk move yeah yeah start so. we'll that's what we'll release it as, we'll re-record all of it it'll be PM all day X zero out of one yeah. <laughs> yeah. beautiful yeah. All right. Well, that's um, all the time that we have in the studio today. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Lots of wholesome advice. Um, lots of lots of fun banter. Uh, very unexpected rocket story. I guess that's where the theoretical <laughs> kind of comes into into play. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just about Patrick. So. <laughs> <laughs> theoretical. That's Patrick. All Patrick yeah. is just a DIY person. I feel he like. Is. He really is. <laughs> I mean, you know, you sacrifice being good at one thing. He's, he's yeah. really I good. disagree. I yeah. would say Patrick is very good yeah. at a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> arguably everything. Yeah. That appears to be all the time we have in the studio today. Thanks so much for coming on Theoretical Blonde to give us a behind-the-scenes look of your band. Thank you listeners for tuning into this episode of Local for Locals. Be sure to check out Miles from Home on Spotify and to follow them on Instagram at Theoretical Blonde. Dear lady, don't you wait Lord knows I'll be home much too late And if I meet you at heaven's gate Tell me about the life you have made Cause I don't know